What's going on, everyone? Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I truly hope that this podcast brings you lots of value. Just wanted to hop on here quick and definitely let you guys know that I did start a YouTube channel. Definitely go and give it some love. It is called Into the Event Industry on YouTube. You can definitely head over to my Instagram and get the link to that. But other than that, thank you guys so much. Enjoy this podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I have Miss Stephanie on the line, and she is a photographer actually based out of the Tucson area. Um, actually, I had met her through Facebook, which is a, a switch up from all my other podcasts previously. A lot of my actual podcasts have been coming from Instagram. Uh, so glad to have Stephanie on today. Glad that I may even be in the same state as her. But Stephanie, why don't you go ahead, introduce yourself, your company, and let people know how long you've been in the photography uh, space for. Yeah. Um, Like you said, my name's Stephanie. I'm the owner of Lux & Co. Photography. I've been doing photography for about 13 years, but professionally, I would say probably around four years. Oh, that's awesome. And then... um, how did you come up with your uh, company name? Because I think it's just so pretty. I love it. Thank you. That was something that I really struggled with for a long time was coming up with a company name because uh, I, I toggled with the idea of going with like Stephanie Lynn Photography and then mm-hmm. I was looking around the market and there are a lot of people who use like their first and middle name and I was like, I have a really common like first and middle name and then just like the logo idea it was just very like common and I had seen some stuff and I was like I don't want that I want something that's going to stand out and be different so Mm -hmm. I was just days and days of sitting and thinking and kind of the brand that I wanted to create and like the vibe behind what I did um, or what I do for my photography it kind of just like flowed really easy. And I was like, that's it. That's the name. And if I decide later that I want to do like anything else within that company aside from photography, it will work because it's not mm-hmm. just like a, this is my name and this is what I do. Like sure. nothing against that if that works yeah, for people. Yeah. But that was kind of my thought behind it is that if I wanted to build on that brand, I could and still keep the same name and just have different like levels within it. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so then for you, you had said, um, you know, previously, obviously, before we started this recording, uh, you had just moved down to the Tucson area. Um, how long ago was that move? So I moved here actually on Valentine's Day this year. So in February is when I moved down to Tucson from Phoenix. Okay. And so then, I mean, I guess I can't really ask you, I mean, now we've all been locked down, but um, have you began to, you know, connect with some of the Tucson photographers down there, you know, maybe even just virtually or, I mean, has it kind of just been a, you know, like I said, kind of lockdown for you off of that end? Like how has that transition been for you so far? Yeah. um, So when I first moved down here, I really wanted to connect with creatives in the area and kind of get to know everybody within like the wedding industry. So like the florists, the um, planners, the bakers, just everybody. And so 
I had actually started planning a styled shoot before I moved here and had started okay. like putting out some feelers on Facebook in some different groups that I was in um, to connect with some of those vendors and people. So that was really awesome to get like a good um, starter list of connections with people that I could potentially work with and that had like a reputable brand that other people had already worked with. Um, mm. So I started that, and then our shoot ended up happening in March. March 21st was the shoot. So it was like okay. that weekend right after everything went crazy, and everybody was like, mm. nope, I'm staying home. I'm not doing anything. I'm not seeing anybody. And I was like, oh, no. So like all the stress on top of that, like are my vendors going to cancel? Are my models going to cancel? And like of course we had a lot of that to work around. Um, sure. So that gave me – more of an opportunity to work with even more vendors and reach out and make those connections. And it's just been a, a pretty steady flow of making different connections around the city um, with those different vendors. And it's been a lot of fun. Like, I get to make new friends and work with them too at the same time. So yeah, yeah I really definitely. love that. So did the shoot end up happening or did you have to end up uh, canceling it? It happened. I was not canceling. Okay. I was like, I have put too much time, money, effort into this. I'm right, doing it. Right. People aren't yeah. going to show up. At least I'll have my pictures. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. No, that's no, awesome. And, and I understood, like, people's concern for health and safety, and I was like, you know, sure. if you yeah. can't make it, that's fine. I get it. Like, no punishment or anything. Like, I understand sure that aspect but it was a lot of fun and it went really really well like sure there were some things we had to work around and stuff but that's part of like being in the business like there's always going to be things that don't go the way that you expect them to and you have to be able to work around that yeah definitely and I mean putting yourself into that headspace well I mean beforehand is super crucial because it's I mean obviously not easy but a lot of the times you have a plan in place, you have a timeline that you want to run by, you have all these different things that literally are in place to happen. Um, And, you know, some people might just kind of get upset if it doesn't go into place. And that's, you know, kind of when you'll see um, people kind of lash out or like, well, this didn't happen. So, you know, just yelling at people in general. Um, like yeah. I said, going back to the mindset of that, um, what kind of advice would you kind of have for people to put themselves into that mindset from the get? Yeah, um, I mean, just planning something like that, one, takes like, I think I planned for six to eight weeks. Um, but when you get to that day, like if you have a solid timeline, leave wiggle room in there just in case something happens. Like, Mm-hmm. I had a friend of mine attend the shoot and she was bringing florals from Phoenix for me and um, there was traffic. And so I was like, all right, cool. I have about 30 minutes of wiggle room for those to get here. And we might start a little bit late, but that's okay. The flowers are still going to get here. So like just just kind of letting go of that I have this specific timeline and everything has to happen at this time exactly. Just leave some wiggle room in there and be okay if things don't go as smoothly as you would like them to. And I guess just set everybody up for that expectation. Like if something does need to be 
taken out of the timeline or there's you know, something that there's not time for it to happen. Say like at the end of a shoot, usually there's free shoot time. Maybe the sun has gone down a little bit more and we're not able to free shoot as long as we would like to. Just set everybody up that is there to have that expectation so that you don't have as many conflicts with your sure. vendors, specifically for like a style shoot, I'm saying. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then with photography and, you know, starting your own business, um, when did you kind of make the decision to, you know, start your own versus, you know, maybe finding someone that wanted to have people underneath them or maybe even like professionally, like under a studio? I know obviously there's so many different ways that you could go with photography, but uh, the decision to, in turn, open your own, uh, start your own business and do all that, uh, what did that process kind of look like for you? So I actually, when I lived in Colorado for college, I actually worked in a studio, and that was like my in. I was like, okay, so this is how I'm going to learn and kind of see how things go and like take mental note of like things I would change and things that I like and kind of how the industry works. That was back in 2014. Um, and then when I moved back to Arizona, I worked in another studio in Scottsdale. And just kind of having that that idea of like, yes, I'm a photographer here, but I work underneath like a, a much bigger kind of umbrella, I guess you can put it as. And I learned a lot from that, but I was like, you know, I really, really want to do this on my own. I want to be independent. I want to, like, do it my way and have my own style and not have to worry about, like, making sure that I, my photos that I take with this studio are connecting with their brand. Like, I want to do it on my own. And I'm very much a person that is, like, do it by myself. I got this. I don't need help we all need help, but like I'm a, you know, got that mindset of like I can do it all and I can do it by myself. Um, yes, yeah. So after working in the studios for about four, almost five years, um, I thought that I had enough knowledge on the business side of things to kind of start on my own. And so that's, that's when I did. I was like, I'm just going to do it and I'm going to learn the marketing and I'm going to learn how to build a website and build my style and I'm going to, you know, find a mentor and all, all of the things that you need to kind of like get your foot in the door. Like I wanted to do that. Um, and I just really, really, really like um, being my own person, I guess you can say. Like, like I said, not having to work under somebody else. And that way you can have your own ideas and your, your own creative flow and just things like that. Um, so yeah, that, that is kind of how I started with why mm -hmm. I wanted to do it on my own. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. And like you had said, you know, being able to have your own vision and creativity and do your thing, you know, nobody's telling you, nope, that's not how you do it. Like it just is humbling, you know, and it's, mm -hmm. it's a blessing to be able to be your own boss and, 
uh, yeah. not have someone to say, hey, do it this way. Like, you're the one that's actually saying it, that you want it that way, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So then, I mean, starting off, just in general, did you take, like, any specific, like, business courses maybe, or did you already kind of know, like, okay, these are the different things that I need to start to, like I said, get myself started um, off the business end of things. What what were kind of some of the tools that you had used or maybe continue to use? Yeah, so um, the there are a lot of courses out there, and a lot of them can be really, really, really expensive. And, um, you know, you read reviews about them, and people say, oh, this one worked for me. Oh, this one didn't work for me. And so it took me a really long time to kind of, get that courage to dive into a course. Um, and I didn't, if I'm being honest, I didn't take one until this whole quarantine thing started because I was like, one, I'm not spending that kind of money on a course if I don't know mm-hmm. if it's going to work. And two, like, if it doesn't work, like, you can't, there's nothing you can do, you know. Um, so I had found a few people that teach different courses on Instagram. Um, and the first one that I bought was, the Authority Building Bundle by Carrie Brady. And there are so many photographers that I know that have taken this course, and it is fantastic if you put in the work, like, like any other mm-hmm. course, I guess. If you put in the work, sure. it, it will do what you need it to. And this course basically helps you set up your Instagram um, for sales. Let's be honest. I'm a photographer. I sell my pictures. Like you have to be mm-hmm. able to sell something, or else your business isn't making money. Um, so I took that course, and I've been implementing it over the last like six weeks, and it is a game changer for sure. <laughs> so any photographers, mm-hmm. any really like creative um, person on Instagram, like bloggers or like really anybody that offers a service like that on Instagram should take that course. I've also signed up for – I've been – there's a brand called Hustle and & Flow, um, okay. and it's owned by Brittany and John Hahn. They live in Florida, but they're wedding photographers. They also have, like, a ton of knowledge in, like, sales and e-com and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I had been wanting to go to one of their um, – it's like one of their in-person courses, a workshop. That's that's what it's called. Okay. Um, okay. One of their workshops, and I was like, it's in Florida. That's really like I I just couldn't make it work for any of the dates that were available. And their thing mm-hmm. is, scared money don't make money, because yep. like their courses are really pricey. If if you're thinking about it from like a just spending the money standpoint, but if you yeah, like really yeah. think about the knowledge and stuff that you're going to get, um, yep. it's not. It's it's so much more valuable. So one of my friends, my photographer friends, her name is Maya Papaya Pictures on Instagram. I um, love her. I know. She's so awesome, and she's like – she's everybody's hype girl. She's, she's great. Yeah, no, literally. Um, <laughs> she sent me – I had been chatting with her about it, and she had gone to a few of their – um, boot camps and things, and she sent me a picture a few weeks ago and said, their online course is going live today. You better buy your ticket. And so, like, mm. at that point, I was, like, still in that mindset of, I don't know if I can do this. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. Screw it. And I went and yeah. bought it, and she goes, send me a picture when you buy it. And I sent it to her, and she's like, yes, girl, I'm so proud of you. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm really excited to do that one. And then there's one when more is that one? actually – 
That one is June – hold on one second. I believe June 8th. It's on a Monday. Okay. Um, and I okay. think they have only a couple couple spots left. But it's, and then it's the, virtual or it's all online? It's virtual. Yeah, I don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> right? You're like, so, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll be able to sit at home and just, you know, be really comfortable. So I'm excited about that. Um, yeah. And all yeah. the hustle and flow, like, reviews and things that I have heard are just – fantastic and it's another one of those things where Brittany will get online and say I had this one person tell me this course didn't work for them and then I had another person tell me that it has been life-changing and I went and mm-hmm. looked at one person's page and they have not implemented the tools if you don't implement right. the tools it's not going to work so that's why yeah. I'm really excited about it because you know if you do the work it'll work and then right. I <laughs> am taking one course right now I can't pronounce the girl's last name Catherine Marchand maybe She's friends okay. with Brittany Hahn. It's her lighting class. Um, and it's called Lighting Source, Wedding Photographers, How-To on Mastering Lighting. And I'm taking that class right now because, you know, as wedding photographers, there's always light that's changing yeah. throughout the day, yeah. and you need to be able yeah. to master it no matter what. So um, yeah. those are the three that I'm working on, and I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And I feel like... Just, and I like that uh, saying that you had just said of, like, scared money don't make no money because it's Mm -hmm. so true. Mm -hmm. And putting yourself honestly into that mindset of just it's going to pay off one way or another, if not tenfold. You know, you think about the investment, say, Mm -hmm. obviously, workshops, say, ads on Facebook or Instagram or SEO or anything that you spend money in, you put that money into whatever it is. Then you really see your return on investment. You see how it's working throughout your business. That money that you had originally implemented almost seems like nothing because you just, for like the however much money and then now say six grand that you just made from all the different sessions that you had just booked you're like heck yeah that thing's working you know so yeah it's like yeah it's an investment in the beginning and it may seem like a lot obviously if you don't have the cash on hand put it on your credit card pay it off do yep write it write it off write it off off, Mm -hmm. literally because it's just like these are all business write-offs and uh actually I feel like this is going to be actually a really good podcast because we're talking straight business and it's obviously can be implemented in anything, but chat with an accountant, chat with a bookkeeper, chat with someone who has knowledge in the craft that they're doing, things that they're doing. And uh, off of my end, at least, I mean, and in general, there's so many people that are CPAs, bookkeepers, all these different things. I probably went through about, I want to say five different bookkeepers to find the one that I now know. And she charges, I mean, next to nothing because she does it on the side. Like find people that you can afford. You know, obviously if you need a bigger one down the line, great. If you can stick with the same one that you have, even better. Um, But do your research, do your homework. Don't just settle for the first person that you find. But ask them the questions. You know, I think the first time when my bookkeeper was like, oh, well, you can have your gas as a write-off because you're clearly obviously driving yourself from appointment to appointment, shoot to shoot, wedding mm-hmm. to wedding, like write it off. And so, I mean, everything now goes onto my business debit card or even meals, obviously, that you're on the road, you're in between appointments, you're doing all these things. So 
there's so many different things that you don't even know, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's a business right off. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know, awesome. so It's crazy, yeah. And you're just like, oh, yeah, well, I could do that, or I could do that, or I could do that. Or, you know, literally, if you're using it for business, and gosh, I mean, so many people honestly are always just working on their business anyways. It's just like, great, yep. business write-off. I'm going to reinvest my money back into my business. I'm going to reinvest and do all these things. Um, so then, I mean, continuing education-wise, are you big into doing those things, continuing to learn, continuing to just do uh, education for yourself? Absolutely. I think when you're a small business owner, because there's not a handbook that says this is how you do it and this is exactly how it's going to work. Like there's not a one-size-fits-all handbook for being a small business sure. owner. So, And everybody has their own little niche, so you're going to need to find those courses and education things that are going to work for you. And I feel like owning a business, you have to be educating yourself because if you're not educating yourself, you're not educating your clients. Like, you mm -hmm. can't keep them up to date and make sure that, like, you know everything that you possibly can in order to help them. Yeah, definitely. Um, sorry. I'm going to put that really quick. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's just staying up in the know, too. You know, staying up with what the trend is, how people do things. And a mm -hmm. lot of people actually are willing to share or, you know, obviously they have workshops. They do all these things, you know, so it's like if you want to learn it or you want to know it, like get in on it, you know, mm -hmm. do the things because then it's like you don't want to be that one that's left in the dust, you know, that's like still doing the old things when everyone else is already on to the next, the next, the next, you know, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, and everything is changing like so rapidly all the time uh -huh. that like, you want to be able to keep up and make sure that you're in the know with what's going on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so then, I mean, accounting and bookkeeping-wise, do you use QuickBooks? Do you kind of just do it on your own? Like what's kind of your systems that you use for yourself? So I have QuickBooks, um, and I have yet to find an accountant that I really like. So, you know, it's a process. You have to find somebody that works for you. Um, and then I also use, I'm trying to find the name of it. Um, it's called Keeper Tax, which basically you connect your bank account to it. Um, I believe it's $12 a month, okay. which is pretty good. It separates all of your like spending. So like I have it connected to my personal bank and my business debit account. Um, so mm -hmm. anytime I swipe my business debit card, it marks it automatically as like a business write-off. Okay. And then anytime I buy something, say like I buy some supplies on Amazon and it's mixed with some stuff that I need for my house, well, sure. it will ask you, hey, was this dollar amount on Amazon for supplies used for work? And you can put mm -hmm. like, it'll text you this, like, hey, did you oh, send this cool. or whatever. Yeah, it's a text message, so it's really cool. Um, and you can say yes or no. Um, so that's really awesome too. So that helps like when I am ready to do my taxes, um, kind of separating everything and kind of knowing like 
a ballpark amount of like what you can write off and how much you've saved. And it'll tell you like every month. You have, or every week actually, um, you've saved this much in tax write-offs this week or whatever. So oh, cool. I really like that part. But what was that yeah. program again? Sorry. It's called Keeper Tax. I think okay. they have an app too. Yeah, they do. Okay. It's like a little green square and it has a white money with wings. Cute. Okay, Keeper Tax. Yeah, it's really cute. No, that's awesome. Um, so then for you starting off into the industry in general, I know you touched briefly on mentors and getting one. Uh, did you have any that kind of helped you uh, navigate the photography business and world? Yeah, um, that one's like a, a really hard one for me because I have – followed so many other photographers and stuff like on Instagram and kind of just like watched and been like, oh, this is cool. Oh, they took this course. Oh, they're doing this or whatever. But I haven't like found somebody who I have really, really connected with as a mentor okay. that is like, okay, let's sit down and go over these things and like we can work on this and like all of that. Um, so that's something that I'm still like open to, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But also, like, I have a lot of knowledge, too, and so maybe, like, connecting with somebody who I can also help, because sure. I, I didn't mention this, but I went to school for commercial and editorial photography, so I know okay. a lot about, about photography and, like, different things that maybe can't be learned on YouTube, and just mm -hmm. different insights and experiences, so, like, I am on the look on the lookout yeah, or a mentor or well, like a friend or a buddy, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I find that it actually is really comforting to have that person, you know, that you can call up and be like, Hey, am I like walking out or something? Like, is this, is, did I do this right? Like, what have you done in this situation? Um, mm -hmm. Cause you know, there's a lot of people that when you do, you know, find that person, they'll tell you straight up and they'll be like, Oh, uh, well, not saying, like, that that's wrong, but, like, this is kind of what I did. Maybe um, try this next time, you know. So, um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, finding that person. So, uh, yeah, if you want to be a mentor to Stephanie, definitely hit her up. <laughs> um, I do have one friend who I reach out to a lot about questions, and she'll reach out to me too, but it's usually about, like, client things. Like, what do I do in this situation? I have no idea. Uh -huh. And she's, yeah. she's really yeah. great. And, like, I would consider her a pretty good friend, so. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then how did you end up choosing your editing style? Oh, man, that was a process. I feel like every <laughs> photographer says that. It was a process. <laughs> sure. Um, when I was in school for photography, doing, like, the editorial stuff, you know, like, it's supposed to be really clean and, like, pretty close to true color as possible and, like, just the perfect skin and all that. And I was like, you know, I really love that, but ain't nobody got time. That's literally what I said. I was like, right. ain't nobody got time this, and I'm sorry, no. Right. And then right. I, I just seeing other people's styles, I was like, man, I really love that kind of muted, warm, like, sultry look of mm -hmm. photos. Like, 
and and that's kind of how I would describe my style. Um, you got like your kind of muted colors, no no very like bright lights or anything like that. And I I love the contrast and just I think feeling photographing couples and weddings like feeling that it's like a warm hug when you look at some mm-hmm. of, most of my pictures. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Um, and that's how I want it to portray to other people as well, um, especially when you're in the, the wedding industry and photographing couples. Like, it's warm and it's loving, and it, I think it should reflect that for me personally. And so that kind of helped when I was developing my style. And like, that evolves still. Like, even though I've established a pretty solid style, like, it does evolve a little bit through the seasons. Like, you'll see in summer maybe it's a little bit brighter or a little bit – um, slightly more saturated than, say, something like in the winter, but you'll always find those warm tones in my pictures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so then for you, um, what are some goals that you have for yourself within, say, the next five years? Oh, my gosh, five years is, like, a long time. <laughs> right. Um, I... I want to do this full time, um, whether that means traveling for photography and weddings and things, that would be really, really, really cool. Um, but living in Arizona, like it's a really beautiful place and I'd be fully content, like making this like my photography home and being here all the time. But I want to go full time. I want to maybe start learning, um, taking a step into being an educator because, like I said, like I do have a lot of knowledge um, with different aspects of photography that maybe are not being taught or that I haven't seen yet. So that would be really cool. Um, and maybe just I kind of want to find a few brands to um, connect with and work with like all the time cons- on a consistent basis. Maybe like a uh, Oh, dress a wedding dress designer or like mm-hmm. a floral designer or um, some really cool things like that. I would love to have like a team of maybe like three or four people that I just consistently can work with and build ideas off of and just kind of go crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. When it um, honestly is obviously really a blessing to have so many different vendors um, in the industry, but then it is a really hard balance to build that rapport and build that relationship with a specific vendor, you know, and then yeah. like going back and forth between those two is so hard. Um, you know, some people I like to have like event in and event out if I can, uh, but some of the other categories I kind of just, who's, who's available or who can throw me, um, Yep. you know, the best price because I kind of know all you guys, you know, have the same product or can perform, mm-hmm. you know, to how we want them to. So um, it's it's so hard, though, because obviously you want to show love to your peeps, like, mm-hmm. time in and time out, of course. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just really hard. It's it's so hard. Yeah. Obviously, when you get close to all of them, too, that you're like, oh, I'm going to hurt yeah. this person's feelings. I'm so sorry, you know. But, well, and, uh, sometimes, and sometimes some – some people say like you have a group of five hair and makeup artists that you work with and you know, just like mm-hmm. photographers, they have their own style. Well, you have a bride maybe that's looking for this 
specific style, you can recommend like one specific person. So that is really nice too to have like a group of people that you can recommend that fit each bride um, that's Mm -hmm. almost like tailored to their taste and what they need. So like that's another great thing about having a whole list of vendors that you can work with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so then I know for you, you had, um, you know, reached out to, I think it was like AZ Creatives or one of the wedding industry uh, kind of groups here in town. And I know you have mm-hmm. a lot of response um, from that post itself. Um, yeah. Off of your end, was it more so – Obviously, like, I mean, getting to know the different people in the industry, or was it um, to, like, kind of network? Like, what were kind of your – I mean, then obviously put people on your on your list. Um, how has that been mm-hmm. for you? Yeah, so the initial um, reason for that was to have a solid list of vendors for all sorts of different um, areas within the wedding industry, so, like, cakes catering, DJs, um, florals, rentals, all sorts of stuff that I can recommend to my bride because I have a lot of brides who are like, I don't even know where to start. So Mm -hmm. it's really nice to be Mm -hmm. able to send that to them and be like, here's a good place to start. Um, But also like adding people to that list, I wanted to make sure that they're reputable. So um, a lot of people that put in recommendations were people that have worked with these vendors before. So, you know, when you get mm-hmm. something that somebody else has already worked with them, it's kind of like a a little uplift of, okay, so this business is legit and they're mm-hmm. going to mm-hmm. do their thing and do it well. Like they're a trusted sure, business. Sure. So that's another thing is like if you're going to be recommending these Um, businesses, you want to make sure that they're reputable because you don't want it to come back on you. So that's like another struggle of putting something like this together. Um, Mm -hmm. But I got such a good response and it's just, it's been really um, kind of fun combing through all their businesses and checking them out, you know, being like a a creep on Facebook, if you will, (laughs) just to kind of see what's going on and learn about them and stuff and making those connections. It's been fun. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, I yeah, just that's why I really I mean wanted to get the inside scoop on how it was going for you, you know, and um, the things yeah. uh, that you may have learned, and even the process in it, you know, because I mean, it's a I mean great way to truly see, you know, okay, all right, what is what is the company about, or what? Let me read some of the reviews. Like, what are they up to? Yeah, how does how do they do on the day of? You know. Um, yeah, I definitely think it's it's a lot of fun, and um, mm-hmm. like I said, great way to get your name out there and get to know people within the industry. Um, so then, just in general, um, how can planners bring photographers uh, more value? That one is tough because there's so much that planners do like when you think about what their day looks like on the day of a wedding for me I think having an 
organized timeline that you guys go off of is so helpful to a photographer because then they also have like a very clear idea of what's going on at what time and kind of exactly where they need to be. I think having that solid timeline is probably the biggest help for me and like the one thing that I look forward to having on the day of a wedding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so then what have been your most just amazing shot that just blew your mind and you're like, yes, I did this. <laughs> um, I have like every time I do a shoot, there's, or a session or anything, there's always that, like, one image where I'm like, oh, my God, I did that. Um, Uh But I recently had an engagement shoot, and the couple wanted to use smoke bombs, and we were in the desert. And, like, in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm a little nervous. Like, it's starting to get warm. I don't want to, like, set a fire. I don't want to, like, have anybody called on us and us get in trouble and, like, this was also in the beginning of, like, the midst of COVID-19 stuff, so, like, right at the beginning of it. And so they wanted to use smoke bombs, and I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's do it. Like, this is my yeah. chance, and I'm going to yeah. kill it. Yeah. And so they had this one pose that they wanted to do um, that they do everywhere that they travel. And so they got in that pose, and they had their smoke bombs and like, this picture it's black and white and if people want to see it it's on my highlight reels on my instagram in the black and white feed um the it just has the smoke bombs and you can see the mountains in the back and it's just so like there's a lot of contrast it's just so beautiful i just love it so much (laughs) i love that but i feel like when you can bring in different elements like that it just really makes pictures so much more fun you know and like yeah different little things uh people don't really think about can really up up to Annie. <laughs> it really did. It just it took the picture to a whole nother level. And the fact that it's in black and white is just mesmerizing to me. And I love it because I was so nervous about the smoke bombs. I was like, I don't know about this. Um, but just kind of going out of that comfort zone, I think that is another reason yeah. that I love the image so much. Yeah, 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 definitely. So then how can we help you? Let's see. I mean, we all need a little love on social media. Um, I love shouting out other creatives and people that I work with and just kind of getting their name out there. So I think I think right now, especially in a place that we're in with like small businesses and how hard we're struggling, I think that's like a big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so then what is one last nugget that you would want to leave with the Nugget crew? Um, I mean, one thing that I really stand for in business is being your authentic self, like bring yourself to the table when you're working with your clients, because if you can't make that personal connection, like it's going to be a little bit of a struggle or like, you know, so when I'm working with my clients, like I bring my personality, I have like a very extroverted, excited personality, like just be you and don't be like shameful or scared or nervous because people are going to love you for who you are. Like it sounds really corny, but it's so true. It's true. Yeah, it is true. Yep. (laughs) So then, yeah, I mean, thank you for being on the podcast today and sharing your story and talking, you know, behind the scenes numbers and business with us. Um, I know, People will definitely probably appreciate it just because 
it's a thing that is with every single business, and people might be like, yeah. oh, well, I didn't think about that. And, you know, there's definitely, mm-hmm. what is it, keeper tax again, tax keeper, keeper? Yeah, tax uh, keeper. Tax keeper tax, keeper. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those. I don't know either. <laughs> I did both of them, and then we'll see from there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, thank you for your time again today, and definitely look forward to meeting you here soon in person. Um, but, yeah, if there's anything that I can do for you in the meantime, please let me know. I'm looking forward to following you on your journey. Um, but, yeah, have a wonderful Tuesday, and we'll chat soon. Okay, you too. Thank you. Okay, okay. Bye-bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. If it did bring you any value at all, please share it on to your friends, your family, anyone who may need to hear it. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, uh, YouTube, all of the places, you guys. (laughs) Miranda Madison events off of all the networks. Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.